It is June 2023, my name is Chris and you're listening to episode 994 of Photography Tips from the Top Floor. Tips from the top, from the top floor, tips from the top, all right, from the top floor. Hey, 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 welcome back to Tips from the Top Floor, episode 994, this is Chris and you're listening to Tips from the Top Floor, the longest running photography podcast on the planet. Uh, today, I have an exciting lineup. Um, we're going to dive into the intriguing world of street photography with a bit of a twist. It's probably not what you think. We'll also be talking about the challenges of shooting in smoky wildfire conditions. Hello, New York. And uh, the role of auto white balance in all that. In the realm of AI, we're going to discuss a couple of interesting tools. Um, one to uncrop an image and another one to edit. We've also got some news from Nikon. Let's just say uh, <laughs> it's, it's about a firmware update that's more of a trap than a feature. I think I'm, I think I'm on the top of my game today. And for all you Lego and Ainsley Adams fans out there, we've got a little treat for you. Uh, we'll also be talking, a, talking, taking a closer look at a camera that has recently gone viral. And lastly, we will be exploring exposure as an interesting and slightly concerning vehicle for storytelling. So buckle up, grab your cameras. Let's get started. Oh, by the way, thanks, Hendrik, for choosing to support Tips from the Top Floor on Patreon. You're awesome. Let's dive in. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Before we dive in, um, yeah, this this gentleman... Your stupid banner ad for cookies won't go away and covers a third of the screen, idiot. Wow. Well, I mean, okay, tfttf.com slash hi is the place to leave your feedback. And uh, this listener has just done so. And the sweet sound of constructive feedback. I I can tell you have a way with words, sir. Um, and while calling me an idiot might be a bit uncalled for your point about the cookie banner is noted and unfortunately this banner is a legal requirement here in europe but uh i admit the implementation on tfttf.com on the website for this podcast for like especially for mobile devices could certainly be improved a bit so thanks for your voicemail i'll look into it and See what I can do. All right, now into the show. Let's kick it off with street photography. Here's an article from Petapixel. Uh, street photography ethics. That, that's, that has always been a bit of a hot potato for photographers. And um, here's a photographer. His name is Hubert Napierala. He might have found a good solution because he's using AI to hide the identities of his uh, street photography subject. He he played with uh, Dali and there is a way to kind of select a face and then have it create another face that fits right in there. So he just had to swap the faces of his subjects. And uh, Napirala believes that like if that if the face replacement does not impact the overall uh, photo, it is acceptable. And I looked at these photos and yeah, I can I can see that working. Um, <clears throat> but he was banned from from a Facebook street photography group for sharing his AI, his AI modified work. Now he says he the photographers should be free to collect information 
on the streets legally, but should respect the wishes of individuals who do not want their pictures taken. He um, he sees that that face face replacement as an acceptable compromise for street photographers. And uh, I yeah, I, again, I looked at the photos. I think they they work. At least most of them. Sometimes the expression is important. Sometimes it's not. It's the situation. So, um, but I would be interested on your take on this because I'm also a bit conflicted because part of 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 my uncertainty may be due to the fact that this won't necessarily be of much assistance here in Europe because taking a photo of someone without their explicit permission is generally prohibited, even if their face is obscured. So. Um, even though the idea of using AI to blur faces is intriguing, it may not be particularly beneficial, <laughs> at least in certain regions. And now consider Google's latest demonstration of uh, they uh, they've shown a system that identifies individuals without a visible face, like by using other features and context and so on, which is very scary, uh, which raises questions about privacy and. Uh, that suggests that the practice of obscuring faces may soon lose its effectiveness. So again, what's your perspective on this? TFTTF.com slash hi. Um, fires in color. Yeah. Uh, last week, we, we've we all seen these, these extraordinary pictures coming from New York where all the wildfires in Canada like produced a thick smoke blanket uh, blanketing numerous cities in the northeast and the midwest of the United States, and of course, uh, uh, especially New York, New York City. Um, those photos were everywhere, even over here in Europe. This is newsworthy, and uh, the skyline did look kind of otherworldly with a very deep orange hue. And then the air quality, of course, was also very poor. Um, now, as a photographer. I'm always a bit curious about the accuracy of colors in photos during such phenomena because I know what cameras do. I know how cameras work. There are multiple different algorithms for auto white balance. And uh, I've seen cameras in the past go horribly wrong with colors because they assumed something was due to a tint uh, in light and not a tint in an object. I remember many years ago, someone sent us in a picture of like a little figurine. They took a picture of on a green blanket, and the camera completely made this green blanket gray. I one hundred percent color corrected for the green blanket, and then uh, the figurine was bright red or magenta. So, it, yeah, <laughs> it's a problem. So when I saw these deep orange hues in the photos in New York City. Um, I was a bit skeptical, but then I stumbled upon a brilliant video. There's a link in the show notes, um, presumably by a fellow photographer who had the ingenious idea to film the surroundings uh, in their deep orange glory while simultaneously filming a color card in the same frame. And this, my friends, is how you capture accurate color by using a color card or at least a gray card. In, in such a way it does not only validate the surreal colors but it also adds like an ex extra layer of authenticity because it lets you check and so I've, I've totally loved this approach it's a wonderful example of 
how uh, we can adapt and innovate our techniques and uh, get some a bit more truth in photography. So yeah, the orange was was mostly true. Looked very, very, very scary. And link is in the show notes. All right, Stability AI, the the company behind Stable Diffusion, um, and their AI image generator. They have released a new tool on their clipdrop.co platform, which is a paid service with some free usage. Um, and that tool is called Uncrop. Now, if you've played with the latest Photoshop beta and it's built in like image generator, this might look familiar to you. Uh, but Uncrop makes this very simple for the rest of us. Like it allows you to, uh, to adjust the aspect ratio of an image like you just drag uh, the the crop perimeter or um, if you take that base image and it's all in a web browser, you take that base image and make it smaller and place in the middle, you increase the focal length and, and it invents the rest of the photo and it invents it in, if you if you don't go extreme and overdo it, um, it does, it looks good. Yeah. So you can, you can just change the, the a panorama to a portrait picture if that's what you need you can make a, a tighter shot more wide angle this this is again is powered by stability's ai like the text to image model and um gives you it's not perfect on the first shot usually so it gives you like a four um representations and you choose the one that you like best or you run this again again there's a bit of a free usage there um it can be used to yeah, to improve your composition or fit images into a specific, like a social media aspect ratio. And of course, uh, yeah, of course, again, this is a paid service. Um, there's a free, I think, lower resolution one. You might be in a queue and wait for a while for your pictures to be to be handled. So the paid version is like $7 a month and they come with a bunch of more tools. Um Again, very simplified with the with the uh, if if you have the tech chops and the according hardware or like using an online platform, um, if you have those skills and means, you can do this whole uncropped thing at home on your own computer with many more parameters. But um, yeah, if you just want to give it a shot, link is in the show notes. AI. Let's let's, let's continue with AI because this is another one that has gone through came come came across my different timelines um a few weeks ago and that is drag again dragon so it's drag g-a-n it's a generative adversarial network and it addresses a thing i'm not sure if it's already available as a tool but it's undoubtedly going to find its way into photo editing tools like okay so here's the situation fixing fixing closed eyes in a portrait or like softening the skin or stuff like that that's been fairly simple using existing photo editing tools but now imagine your job is to like edit a photo of a person to like you they're looking to the side and you want them to look straight at the camera or change someone's frown into a smile that's the stuff that is a bit harder now uh, researchers have come up with this new image manipulation thing called dragon that like employs generative ai and it's a generative 
adversarial network, which they tend to be much faster than the now uh, more, well, they're called diffusion-based ones. Stable diffusion is one. Dali is another one of those that take their time, have a lot of, like, need a lot of horsepower to run. And the GANs are typically much faster, a bit older, but um, they've built this drag GAN, which will give you exact control over like elements in a photo such as pose or shapes or expressions and uh, placement of objects um, seems to be a very straightforward graphical user interface in the video demos and the like 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 you you add a handle to something and then you drag one of the examples is a lion and they they pull the lion's head to look at the camera or another one is a is a is a garment that is too short and they just drag it down and make it longer i mean this yeah this is wild in the in the video demos demos it looks really wild and it's remarkably fast it seems to allow these changes to take place virtually in real time so it's not it's not one it's not like the stability uh, stable diffusion dolly mid-journey ones where you have to like press a button and wait and wait and wait till it's done it seems instant and i mean compared to tools like i don't know photoshop's war tool uh, warp tool dragon is simply is significantly more advanced and uh it i'd say it essentially recreates elements within the frame there and the linked article from the verge provides several demos of the technology in use and it is <laughs> If it comes out in the tools and your usual suspects, then that's a breakthrough. That's a real breakthrough that will make advanced illustration work and, and editing accessible to a lot of people. A lot of people. And, of course, that will, <laughs> that will raise the question again of, can we trust photos? Well, anyway, that's uh, certainly one to keep an eye on. All right, here, here's something that caught my eye. Um, and uh, it's about Nikon. Nikon, Nikon. They, they're gone, they've they gone and done something quite interesting. They have released a firmware update, version 4.0 for their Z9, Z9 camera. Um, now, I don't usually spend a lot of time here on firmware updates, but this one, I thought it was worth a mention. Because what's so special? Well... It is the new auto capture feature, um, which is it's, just, it's pretty much turning your camera into a smart photo trap. You know those wildlife cameras you strap to a tree and then it it triggers soon as soon as it detects motion. Well, for for this feature, you can set criteria, uh, and that could be movement, that could be a distance, or even I think subject recognition to a certain extent. And then when those conditions are met um your camera goes click so it's a bit like having like an extra pair of hands that never get tired and um question of course is who needs this because who wants to strap who wants to create a really expensive wildlife camera and leave it out in the forest strapped to a tree i wouldn't do this to a to a z9 but uh the answer is of course like th there's uh, there's professional photographers who need to set up i don't know their gear in places where they can't stick around for long. Uh, could be uh, behind a goal in a, in a soccer game or uh, attached to the hoop of a baseball, a basketball game. And uh, in the past, photographers had to set up their cameras and then remote control and hope that they get everything right. And 
in, in that case, hey, only in focus pictures if your condition is the focus, for example. So, yeah, no need for remote control cables or network connections. And there will be other uses for that. Anyway, the firmware update gives the Z9 an improved uh, user interface as well and better video capabilities. So if you're a Nikon user with that camera, that might be worth a look. All right, here, here's a weird one. Uh, I think a weird one. A few weeks back, something quite unique caught the attention of the world, of the photography world, and it flooded my timelines and my inbox with people pointing me towards it, going, you have to, you have to look at this, it's amazing. And it was that, <clears throat> I'm, I'm pretty sure you have seen this if you read like photography blogs and things. It was a camera named Paragraphica. Um, and it had this weird red protrusion on the front. It looked like weird organic red thing in the front. And um, this camera is the brainchild of the of a Danish Danish designer Bjorn Karman. Um, and what what makes this camera stand out is that it doesn't have a lens. It doesn't really take a picture. It makes one. Um, uh, and and for that it uses location data like the, like the GPS data and some APIs in the background. I think it goes on to Google Image Search and that kind of stuff. And and then it uses uh, stable diffusion to create images that, uh, in the best case, echo the real environment that you're in. But they they don't replicate it. They um, yeah they they make a picture based on I think time of day weather information. These kind of things go in there as well. And again, it's a, it's an art project. It's not an actual camera. You will never be able to buy this. Um, the camera, the, in air quotes, camera is built on like a, a Raspberry Pi, and it has a 3D printed case. And the red element on the front is completely non-functional. It's just a design element, which is inspired by the the feelers of a mole of a specific mole. So, uh, technologically speaking, that. Thing, the, the engine of that camera is is powered by API calls and stable diffusion. So it's AI plus a bit of programming. And uh, Carmen, the creator, he has clarified again, this is an art project, it's a design project. It's not an attempt to revolutionize photography or to manufacture a product. Um, but his website, you can, you can play with this on his website in a virtual version. I haven't really managed to get a result out of there because the back end seems to be at least when I tried it seemed to be fairly bogged down because yeah this thing went viral and this is my actual main point of this segment because what intrigued me was the viral nature of this project it doesn't really introduce any groundbreaking technology um, for today's standards so the question is if you came across this and and you felt compelled to share it. Could you let me know why I'm why 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 that impulse was there? Why why you had that that trigger that went? Oh, I need to tell other people about it. I'm genuinely curious. I, I'm seriously curious. I, I discussed this with other people, and uh, we haven't really uh, gotten to a full conclusion here. So let me know tfttf.com/slash hi and uh, share your thoughts with me all right this next one i found this next one uh 
really interesting on a, on a meta level because when we talk about things like photo manipulation, there's this general tendency to think about like Photoshop and airbrushing and adding or removing elements in a photo, easy to do these days. Um, but then exposure, on the other hand, is usually seen as a tool for, for correction rather than manipulation, right? You want a photo to be well exposed or to represent a time of day. And again, it's typically used to, to lighten or darken an image. You create a balanced photo and so on. However, I recently stumbled upon an intriguing article on fair.org, which is a progressive platform looking at, uh, at bias and inaccuracies in the news media. And they suggest that exposure can also be a tool for manipulation. Now, before you jump to any conclusions, let me just assure you this. My main focus here is entirely on photography and storytelling. Um, it's not on the political side. Now, the article delves uh, into how certain media outlets are allegedly, purportedly manipulating images to portray a specific image of various countries. And that might be countries that we uh, might not be friends with. And the way those media do this is, an ex is, is as simple as underexposing photos, which does have the which can cast a feeling of gloom and despair over over pictures that are that are actually not like that they're actually bathed in sunshine and feature lush green landscapes and uh, and having been to to countries to poor countries to countries that yeah where 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 that is the case people might be poor and so on but the pictures the 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 happy faces of people are usually very real and give you that feeling of wow this is a very nice place so the article um, suggests that that isn't just a one-off occurrence that media use underexposure to change the feeling and by the way if that's the image at the top of an article that can inform your entire perception of that article it's like music in movies that creates the mood and this um Underexposing a picture can do this. Now, of course, the, the ethical implications of this are, are uh, certainly questionable. And to drive their point home, the authors of the article adjusted the brightness uh, of these underexposed photos, which, if you see those side by side, that reveals like a much more cheerful atmosphere that could potentially like alter the entire approach to the, to the according articles. Now... I find this really interesting from a storytelling point of view. Again, because exposure in the past has not necessarily been a storytelling element, but uh, the power of exposure in photography and how it can be used to, or rather misused to change perceptions, that, that is certainly a fascinating topic to keep in mind when looking at articles. And I'd be interested in on your thoughts on this. Have you ever come across something like that where you actually noticed it? Let me know. TFTTF dot com slash hi all right last but not least lego lego there's a lego kit out of well it's not a real lego kit um there's the um uh what's the website i'll, I'll link to it in the show notes there's a website that where you can have 
well, where you can hand in ideas about Lego kits and those Lego kits then get put to a vote and that vote will, in the end, well, it won't decide if Lego actually manufactures that kit, but it it at least brings it to their attention. So um, I think that they say if it has 10,000 votes, then it will be for them to vote on it in internally. Anyway, if you're a Lego fan and if you are a fan of Ansel Adams, there is a suggestion for a Lego kit featuring Ansel Adams. The The set is called The Landscape Photographer. Uh, it has a lot of votes. I haven't checked how long... I haven't checked in a, in a while. How long? Let me actually let me do this live here on the show. The landscape photographer is at eight thousand two hundred and forty-five uh, supporters, and seven hundred and twenty-eight, seven hundred twenty-one days left. So yeah, it has a good chance of um, of becoming well, at least of. Of getting attention, and uh, it 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 features like a, p- a patch of landscape and a tree and um, Ansel Adams' iconic station wagon, the one with the wood plating on the side and the platform on top, because that was one of the places that Ansel Adams liked to shoot from. So, if you're a Lego fan, if you're an Ansel Adams fan, and if you want that Lego set, then uh, by all means, go on over, follow the link, and cast your vote to make your favorite lego set a reality and that was it for today thanks for tuning in thanks for joining me and thanks to all the patrons who support the show you can do so as well at tfttf.com slash patreon thank you all so much you can find the show notes at tfttf.com and, of course, inside your podcast player. Check out the latest episodes of the Future of Photography podcast where we looked into Apple's latest tech from WWDC, including the Reality Pro, of course, where we explored things from mind-reading cameras to Adobe's innovations and even discussed the impact of landmark copyright cases on creative endeavors that's all at thefutureofphotography.com and of course inside your podcast player also quick reminder the eastern european photo road trip in the wait the eastern european electric photo road trip in september from Berlin to Dresden, Prague, Vienna, Budapest, all the way to Transylvania, is almost sold out. There's only one single spot left. Check it out at discoverthetopfloor.com. And now, go out and take amazing photos. Be nice to each other. And remember, photography is not just about the gear, it's about the story you tell. Use all the means that you have at your disposal to tell these stories and as always happy shooting <laughs> <laughs>